0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. And how are you doing on this lovely February day in the midst of winter, Michael?
1: I'm done with it. I'm done. Look, the groundhog saw its shadow, two weeks. Why are we, it shouldn't be cold. We should be getting ready for the warm weather.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I um, slipped out and played golf yesterday here in the lovely Appalachian Mountains, the smoky mountain area of the appalachians and uh it was a lovely 54 degrees and that's balmy that's balmy for you balmy here good heavens i mean it was had to take a layer or two off uh from when i started the round it was beautiful so good we're we're enjoying some sunshine and the the beauty of the mountains so
1: uh, you've never had a full summer up there it could be interesting to see you on the golf courses
0: this is very true. That's oh, yeah. very true. You know, I kind of had latters summer. Uh I will say we are looking forward to seeing the leaves come back, but uh, you know, it, I it definitely forgot about, you know, when winter comes, there is certainly a a dead look uh to the to the mountains. Like the trees are all bare and you don't know which ones are alive and which is dead, that's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But you know, not, not far from where we live. It's only about a half hour, 40 minute drive. Uh, there is skiing. We have members that go out that way and do some downhill skiing. And that makes us think about winter sports and thinking about the Olympics. And one of my favorite sports to watch during the Olympics is the bobsled. Love oh, the yeah. bobsled. Uh, you have to have a certain kind of crazy Uh, to be a bobsledder because those things are flying down a sheet of ice at ridiculous speeds and they can flip over and well, you could die. Uh, (laughs) Let's just be honest. It's a dangerous sport. And, uh, you know, years ago, we used to go up to the Adirondack Mountains up in upstate New York and there the 1980 Olympics were hosted and the bobsled track is still there. And so is the, um, you know, the track that they use for, um, uh, skeleton that's the other insane sport where you go down head first down the sheet of ice uh but brings us to our movie for today a movie that was released on October 1st 1993 it's an older one cool runnings yeah, now it had a budget 30 years it's been i uh, it's hard to what? fathom isn't it yeah, yeah. years yeah had a budget of 17 million dollars had a really nice box office return of 154.9 million dollars. That's a nice return on I would put this into the genre of a dramatic comedy. There's there's comedy woven into this but there is a true story That uh, definitely has tension and drama in it.
1: This is one of those. I don't think you'll find it in the library under historical fiction. But based on a true story, fictional characters with a real, real life story. So it was interesting how they wove this story together. Uh, The fact that you just said it's really a a drama with some comedic elements. We're going to have to get into. It was originally a drama. Columbia Pictures was doing a drama called uh, Blue Mega. And uh, it was going to German financial backers. It was going to be a serious story. And to see the way this movie changed to the Disney comedy we got. Well, we'll get into that after uh, we get to the characters.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about the characters. And I don't have a big list today. The movie really revolves around uh, the coach, Irv Blitzer, the four Jamaican bobsledders and the head of the International Bobsled Committee. That, that's kind of the gist of the, the movie. All the other characters are, are, are secondary to these. So let's get into that. Irv Blitzer, uh, played by the late, the great, the comedy genius that was John Candy. And, you know, it's hard to put your finger on what is your favorite John Candy movie because uh, he was second, you know, he was kind of in that second seat in a lot of movies. Uh, He was primary in Uncle Buck, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, Um, Summer Rental, The Great Outdoors. I mean, he's feature there, but think of his great roles as the secondary character, Blues Brothers, Spaceballs. Mm. I mean, Stripes is still one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And he's secondary to, uh, you know, Bill Murray in that movie, you know, so just great, great comic genius to say the least. Uh playing Junior Bevel uh is Raul Lewis and this is one of the Bob's letters. And you know, I don't have a lot for him, but we know him from Angel of Death, uh a comedy called Spy Hard, Hybrids and Driven. Did you find anything else for him or Not a whole lot. No. No, he's been more of a limited actor, to say the least. Right. Uh, You know, now playing Derek Bannock, uh, and he is the kind of the the nexus of the story. He was a sprinter in Jamaica, uh, failed to make the Olympic team, and then he got it in his head that they could bobsled, (laughs) that, that this is something they could do. And his father was a government official and all of this. Now this is played by uh, uh, just Leon and uh, we know some of his movies above the rim, little Richard, the temptations. He was in the Sylvester Stallone movie cliffhanger. Uh, You remember the flamingo kid? He was in the flamingo kid uh, a day to die. And then he was in the uh, Will Smith movie, Ali. Uh, He's, he's kind of popped up in a whole host of places. Uh, But he's the very serious one of the bobsled team. He's the one that's like trying to embrace the entire bobsled uh, ethos uh, as they are venturing down this track.
1: Right before he was in uh, Cliffhanger and Cool Runnings, he was in one of my favorite uh, old uh, singing movies called The Five Heartbeats. I don't know if you ever saw The Five Heartbeats. I have not. Um, it's so good. He plays JT. It's two brothers at our singing group and, and how they get started, you know, kind of like a Jackson 5 type thing, but um, hmm. so well done. It's one of those great movies, a lot of great songs, but a drama. And that's definitely one that uh, you'll have to look up sometime. Five Hard. As soon as I saw him, it reminded me of that movie.
0: I had to go back and find it. It's so good. Uh, okay. Now, the comic relief of the movie, really, he's kind of the release of the comedy is Sanka Coffee. I love his name. Sanka Coffee. Do you remember Sanka Freeze Dried Coffee? His name is Sanka Coffee. Uh played by yeah. dougie Doug. And you know, I when I when I first saw the movie, it's like, oh, I remember him. He was in the old Cosby show. Uh oh, and yeah. he was on it for about five years. He was, I think, a friend of Theo uh on the show. But he's a he in voice the spinoff in- too. Uh, you know what? I think, I, he, I think was. he was wasn't in uh, that uh the college uh, program or yeah, whatever that yeah. was.
1: At least I, I recognize him from that. But I I, let me see Cosby. He may I have been.
0: I'm That's so old. Great question. Yeah. He really is a comedian. He's got a lot of comedy stuff out there, comedy albums, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, uh, He's a voice in Shark Tale. He was in the movie Jungle Fever, which was a comedy. He was in Mo Better Blues. That's a great movie, by the way. And most recently, uh, he's been in the FX uh, television show Justified. Uh, and I'm like, whoa! I didn't even realize he was in there. That's a pretty good, pretty edgy kind of law show. Uh, but Sanka Coffee, played by Doug E. Doug. Uh, <laughs> now I love the name of the of the fourth Bob in the movie Yoel Brenner. And they call him Yul Brenner because he has the shaven head and he's a big, muscular guy, played by Malik Yoba. And he was in the two movies, Why Did I Get Married and Why Did I Get Married Again? Uh, He's in the (laughs) First Wives Club. Um, uh, He's in the television show, Designated Survivor. Uh, And I didn't even realize it was him when we were watching that show. And most recently he's been in that kind of the runaway success show empire. Um, So he's, he's found his niche on the smaller screen over and against the bigger screen.
1: Yeah. I saw New York undercover. It was in 93 episodes from 94 to 2024. So I've never seen it. Don't know anything about it, but obviously he's made a run at it.
0: You sure, sure thing. Now, playing Kurt Hemphill, who is the uh, head of the international bobsledding community uh, played by Raymond Barry. And guess what little show on FX he's been in? Oh, justified. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There you so go. Do crossover. Uh, but we've also seen him in, uh, a little movie with Robin Williams flubber. Uh, He was in Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. I do believe we're going to be doing that movie eventually. That thing keeps popping up. Oh, boy. A lot of people in that. Well, hey, the last time we did that was Tropic Thunder, and it was worth the watch, wasn't it? It was a lot,
1: yeah. That was a good one. Okay.
0: So sometimes our little rabbit holes lead us down to something greater. Uh, He was in the Tom Cruise movie, Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, he was in the uh, movie that won, uh, I think it won some Academy Awards, Dead Man Walking. Uh, and he was also in the Michael Douglas movie, Falling Down. That's a great movie, by the way. Great drama movie of a guy who just kind of snaps.
1: He also was in a terrible movie with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, Nothing But Trouble.
0: Oh, jeez,
1: <laughs> awful. awful! I love all those people. Love Chevy Chase, love Demi Moore,
0: love Dan Aykroyd, but uh, awful. A bad, bad movie was made by all. Dan Aykroyd. uh,
1: Dan Aykroyd was not thinking when he made
0: that one. That was a mess. Let's let's jump into the movie if you don't want to add any more to the cast.
1: I want to get to the director only because uh, usually we do the director first, but this was an interesting one. Uh, yeah. I will give full credit to Minty Comedic Arts, uh, YouTube channel I watch on a lot of movies, and it had 10 things you didn't know about Cool Runnings. I recommend you all go out and watch it. It's a, it's a cute uh, thing that he does. Um, but this was a serious movie, Blue Maga, from Columbia Pictures, German-financed. Um, they were looking at Denzel Washington and Eddie Murphy in some of the roles, right? Couldn't afford <laughs> them. Had too small a budget. Uh, Looked at Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tupac Shakur. That could have been interesting. Um,
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: When Columbia had cut issues, they they put it on the back burner for anybody else. And the person in charge of Columbia got fired and became an independent distributor for Disney. Interesting. Brought over, brought over the movie And slowly it got changed From uh, Jeremiah Chiswick, Who did, uh, he left the whole picture To go do Benny in June, he left it a- Another director, I couldn't get his full name Brian uh, Starts with an F He left uh, supposedly to go do What's Love Got to Do With It But I went to a, that movie He didn't direct that one either He might have left to go do that movie But he, he didn't get that one Interesting. So it was the third time Then they got John Turtletop Turtle who, Lab. Who had, tr- huh? Turtle Lab. Turtle Lab, yes. Who did that while you were sleeping phenomenon, the kid national treasure last Vegas, and of course, the Meg. He was very popular. Oh, you
0: know? we love the Meg, and the Meg well. is coming up later on this season, yeah. people. Love the Megalodon.
1: <laughs> we'll get him. But but the way that movie first changed that way was interesting. Uh, John Candy, who took less money to get the role, he wanted it. Mm -hmm. Um, and a couple other guys, I didn't write down who they had in mind, but, but we, we get this, this wonderful, uh, again, based on a true story idea. Um, and, and I, I know you're going to hammer how important it is to stay true to yourself, but I think the best example starting off this talk is that they wanted the approval of the Jamaican bobsled team for doing this movie. And they asked for two things. Obviously, to, to be portrayed, not to be portrayed in a negative light. And for Jamaica, not to be portrayed in a negative light. That was the oh, two important, important things. And, of course, they loved it. You know, they ended up uh, getting all in. But as we get into this, I, I it's such a, a neat thing when we see a movie go full circle, turn around, go from um, what was supposed to be a serious one to what we got, a fun Disney one. Just yeah. wonderful.
0: Well, let's touch base with that. You know, so the movie does take a fair measure. uh, The first third of the movie is in Jamaica, which, oh, by the way, folks, is in the Caribbean, and it doesn't snow there, and there are no bobsled tracks, and uh, winter sports are not a part of the Jamaican culture. Let's just be honest about it. But what precipitates the notion of bobsledding? And putting together a Jamaican Bob Sledding teen uh, really revolves around the two characters Irv Blitzer and Derek uh Bannock. And and Irv Irv has been washed out of Bob Sledding. He was a, a highly decorated American Bob and washed out for cheating. I mean, that's what it was. He was um, he was uh, heating the blades, so to speak, and that causes them to create more fric- uh, less friction and fly faster down the track. It's illegal, so he's been banned, and he's his life is pretty much on the is is in the dumps, and he's sitting at a bar in Jamaica, and you know he's he's watching television, and meanwhile, the other character Derek doesn't qualify for the Olympic sprinting team from Jamaica, which is, that is their sport. I mean, they are, they produce sprinters and think, these two lives on that. come together.
1: Yeah. The the fact that it wasn't just that he didn't qualify. He had the ability, he was going to do it. Uh, if you're not good enough, you can, you can set that aside. He had that unfortunate incident in the race where they got, uh, uh, what do you want to say? Uh, into each other there there was that there was that issue where he could have won it and it got taken away from him he felt cheated right yeah so you got to find another way
0: right right well and his dream was to represent his nation in the olympics so Mm -hmm. as he and john candy come together john candy says two things are necessary uh irv blitzer says really two things are necessary for uh, an Olympic quality bobsled team. Number one, you need to have a dedicated and excellent driver. Number two, you need sprinters to push the bobsled at the start. That's what you need guys that are super fast, that are super strong, that can move this bobsled. Now, why bobsledding, you ask? Well, because of Sanka Coffee, who is friends with Derek. He is in soapbox derby competitions, which do exist in Jamaica. There are these wooden little cars that go flying down the hill. They're very dangerous. And Sanka's a driver uh, of these cars. They start to recruit and pull together their team. Uh, you know, the one, the one guy, uh Junior Bevel, he comes from great money. You know, his father's loaded. Derek is, you know, father's in um in a uh, government position. Sank is kind of like a street kid in the thing and you know Joel Brenner is the big strong guy. And as they pull this team together they they realize that even though Sank is the guy who's always been the driver it needs to be Derek because it's it's Irv who says the driver is the first one in in the morning and the last one to leave at night. He studies the track meticulously and knows every move and every every curve beforehand and Sank is like yeah, he could drive. drive. <laughs> so,
1: so I had that that uh, that exchange between Sanka and Irv up where Sanka said, I'm the driver. And Irv said, you're not. You're the brakeman. You don't understand. I'm Sanka Coffee. I'm the best push car driver in all of Jamaica. I must drive. Do you dig where I'm coming from? And Irv's yeah. like, yeah, I dig where you're coming from. Good. Now dig where I'm coming from. I'm coming from two gold medals. I'm coming from nine world records in both the two and four man events. I'm coming from 10 years of intense competition with the best athletes in the world. And Sanka says, that's a hell of a place to be
0: coming from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, coach, you're the coach. Now mind you, they're in Jamaica and now they're, you know, as they train, as they prep, as they work as a finely tuned team, there's there's another problem. They they don't have a sled. <laughs> It's a small problem, but they're able to cobble together parts from the other international community teams. They're they're there at a qualifier for the Olympics in I think it's Calgary, uh, uh, Calgary, Alberta, in Canada, and they're they're enamored with and you can we've all experienced this I think to one degree or another where. You're now all of a sudden competing at the next level, and you are surrounded by the world greats. Switzerland and Germany in the bobsled were the world greats. And as they're watching them, you know, as they're as they're watching how the team works, how they count before they start running down the tracks, you know, in German eyes fight, drive yeah, and off they go. Well, Derek wants to mimic them, be them. He wants yep. to be them. The problem is they're Jamaican and they're freezing, and it's winter and it's ice, and it's not who they are uh and and it causes them to really struggle because they're losing their unique identity as Jamaicans trying to make it in this Olympic sport that is totally alien to where they live and I th- yeah
1: go ahead, go no, go right ahead. Uh- I was going to, another great Sanka quote was when Derek was doing what you're saying. He was like, you don't see the Swiss team fighting, do you? You don't see the Swiss team drinking and carrying on, do you? And Sanka's like, you don't see the Swiss team smiling either. In fact, one of those Swiss boys ever comes across a pretty girl, he'd probably yell, eins, weiss, dry, and try to push her down some ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so great. But it's so True. true. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really great things about sport is you see how people come to it from their respective places of origin, their communities, and they honor those communities and how they come to those sports, how they prepare, how they how they train, how they engage, how they do it. It, it really is quite the, the show. I think that's what makes the Olympics so much fun to watch because yes, they're doing the same sport, but they all don't arrive at that stage the same way. I mean, let's face it, the Swiss and the Germans, their winter playgrounds, they have the Alps, they have mountains, they have, they don't in Jamaica, Jamaica's bobsled team was going to arrive there in a very different and unique way. And that's exactly what they did. They got there in a very different, unique way which was Jamaican. They were sprinters. They were, you know, soapbox derby, you know, push cart derby car uh, racers. They have this American coach trying to introduce them to the sport. And by dedication and work, they make it to the world stage. That to me is an incredible achievement, you know, as you watch this movie. And it's only when they... uh you know, drop the uh, the counting in German, which they didn't even know what that meant uh, and started to do, you know, Sanka's little uh, little chant there, you know, and with le- leading to the cool runnings as they go down the, the track, that's when something great really begins to happen. When they honor who they are, where they're from. I, I think that's a great crossover when you watch a movie like this. Is that you cannot be what you are not?
1: I, I think and, and again, Sanka had another great line about uh, uh if we're gonna be Jamaican, we're gonna walk Jamaican, we're gonna talk Jamaican, we're gonna bobsled Jamaican. Um one, one point I, I think what makes this movie, and, and the reason we're able to talk about it, is the actors looking out for themselves in Jamaica. Cause there was a scene that they were supposed to do. They refused to do, which mm-hmm. was when they made a snowman put a joint in its mouth and, and they refused. <laughs> they literally boycotted. said, we're not doing it. That, yeah. That's not what this is about. I mean, a Disney movie. And, and even in the uh, original script, Sanka was supposed to be having sex with all these Scandinavian skiers. And he says, I don't think so. That's not who I want to be. I mean, keep it what it's about. Right. And so so even even in the making of the movie, they wanted to keep it about what Jamaica did. You know, it might be loosely on characters, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to take that kind of creative license with the story. And what a great moment.
0: You know, again, being true to who you are, what you represent, where you're from. Uh, You know, I think the church can learn a great lesson from that. There is a fine line or an edge of which the church walks in the culture. You know, Jesus talks about that you are in the world, not of the world. Of the world, right. But he then says, I have placed you in the world. I've put you there. So how do we then remain faithful to who we are remain faithful to our calling, but on the other hand, bring Christ to the world that is immediately at our door. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of doing that, it, you know, where I am here in Asheville. We have a very unusual community that surrounds us, uh, both for good and for bad, and we're trying to figure out ways in which to engage it Matt. lovingly. Respectfully, but remaining faithful to who we are and what we believe, uh and, and you see that in the Jamaican bobsled team. They—it's only when they embrace their Jamaicanness that they're able to work as a team, compete as a team. And even though it, it's their sled that betrays them, if you remember, on the last run, right. they're—they're—they're gonna—they're gonna, you know, maybe even get to the metal area. That's how good they're getting. And the sled breaks and it flips over and it's such a great scene. They get out of the sled, you know, they're, they're like, they're all alive. the good thing. Right. And they I get did. out and they carry the sled across the finish line in the international community that was rejecting them. That was not supporting them. Is there applauding them and welcoming them in their Jamaicanness. ness into the bobsled community. And, and this team is going to, you know, they're, they're still competing today. They're, you know, not these four yeah. gentlemen anymore, but they have unleashed and other Caribbean nations with sprinters are engaging in this sport. That's an amazing story.
1: Yeah. I, you brought up your church. I was going to actually point to, I don't know if you remember this, but you warned me not to be somebody I'm not I think it's when we heard somebody uh we we went to something I don't know where it was but we heard somebody using what I think you referred to as pulpit tone mm-hmm. where they'll be talking to you like this and all of a sudden they are talking you know and and you warned me you know we, we we're, we're speaking the word of God but you have to be you you can't be me you can't be somebody else you can't try to right. pretend to be somebody else people want authenticity yeah That's they listen to and and yeah. In this movie, it wasn't until they started being themselves where they they had the pride of their nation behind them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop and consider. You know, God wonderfully and uniquely <clears throat> made you who you are, and He equally called you to where you serve and to what you do. So be you. Why? Why would you be someone else? You know why? Why would I try to even begin to preach like? in our world of Lutheranism, you know, the Lutheran hour speaker, I'm not that guy. I'm this guy. And guess what? I'm the guy they put in this church to preach to this congregation. Praise the Lord. So be yourself. Um, and I think the same holds true. If you're a, if you're a teacher and you're in a classroom, you be, you don't be somebody you're not be authentic, be genuine. Uh, that's, What Christ talks about, you know, I have put you in the world to be a light to that portion of the world, to be salt to that portion of the world. And God's going to bless that. I look at this movie and, you know, John Candy, it's a great secondary story of of his redemption, uh, of being forgiven by the international community for his transgressions and bobsledding earlier. Curve is restored and he's respected because he did something so incredible to bring an island nation to the Winter Olympics and compete at the highest level. Really yeah. an amazing story. We really didn't get into the redemption story behind Coach.
1: Yeah. You know, who was kicked out of the, you know, I mean, you mentioned, uh, I think about the heating. Did, did you mention that? Yeah, heating or- the blade. Yeah, yeah, earlier on. Yeah. But but there's that scene where um, basically uh, uh, Derek or Darius wants to question, wants to ask the coach, coach want to, you know, he's trying to find a way to say, hey, you don't have to answer if you don't. But I want and coach is like, you want to know why I cheated. Right. And he talked about once you make winning the most important thing in your life, that's all you can do or you fail. Yeah. I think about that often because when we put certain grades is the success ratio, not improving, but I, at certain levels you have to reach, you know, what kids are willing to do to cheat to, to, you know, whatever it's. We don't talk enough about do better than what you are. Continue to improve, you know, don't try to be somebody you're not and don't try to reach levels that maybe you're not able to reach. Just trust in what you do. You know, that's a great lesson for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I think that really kind of leads us to our question of the day. You know, the in this movie Cool Runnings, the Jamaicans had to become authentic and faithful to themselves and honor their heritage, honor where they were from, honor who they were. And it's only when they did that were they able to work as a team and achieve great success. And it's not always winning a medal. In their case, it was competing, making the Olympics is is a success all in and of itself. Well, where are you in your walk in the world today? How are you being you, being authentic to who you are, where you're from, how God is uniquely and wonderfully equipped and wired you? And how are you being that person right where God has planted you? How is God using you to be that person consider examining your life a little bit this week and and realizing where you came from and where you are is right where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. having said that, uh, don't forget to leave a rating, review, and of course, share the podcast with others that others may engage in our conversation about movies with us. And uh, the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema is out there in... Amazon land and Christianbook.com now and CPH. And Hey, I'll be out in Arizona, February 22nd and 23rd at best practices in ministry at Christ church, Lutheran Phoenix. And if you happen to see me there, I'll be glad to sign the book for you. CPH is going to be there selling the book as well. Now, next time, Let's change gears a little bit. We've had now not one, but two more movies come out of the original. Uh, These are set in England. Great movies, really entertaining. Uh, Kind of a a little bit of a, a spin off of some of the kind of spy and special forces kind of things in the world. But this little movie came out and boy, it was so good. And that's why there's now been a sequel, and a prequel to it. Next time, we're going to go and watch The Kingsman. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time... We'll see you at the movies.